everybody. Welcome back to Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am a self-development coach. I also own Root Awakening, which is a self-development company. It's the house of my self-development coaching. It's a community on Instagram. It's a YouTube channel. And this podcast is included within the Root Awakening umbrella. I like to create a space for people to be themselves. I like to bring people together who believe differently. And I like to show you and teach you that you can have what you want in life. You can have your dream life. Your dream life can become a reality. You can create the internal and external experiences that you want. It's all possible. It is all possible for you. I like to be a good example of that, and I like to show you how you can achieve that yourself. So many of you guys already know from Instagram and YouTube that I serve my clients in many different ways. There are a couple different ways you can work with me. I have a group coaching course called Manifestation Exploration, and that is a course to show you how to manifest. I have a six-step super simple process to show you how to get what you want in life and stop feeling guilty about what you want and get what you want and then feel full in your life and be able to help even more people. That is a group coaching course that has its own app. It's off social media it's just us I go live in that group there's like journaling prompts it's an amazing experience and each person in this coaching group is from a different country I think now we have like a couple people from the states but it's just so beautiful to bring different types of people together I love that so the info for that is in the show notes and you can also work with me one-to-one if you're interested in working with me one-to-one you can email me you can reach out to me on Instagram and we can talk about options for that and And then I also have a confidence workshop that just came out and that is on sale right now because I'm still dropping content into the workshop and that is like the lowest cost option for how to work with me and how to uh, receive the teachings that I have for you. So it's an online course, online, you know, workshop. And yeah, that is an option for you as well. So the info for all of that is in the show notes. Oh yeah, and follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Give me a follow there if you haven't done that already. Reach out to me. I'm always loving answering your guys' messages and I'll see you there. So we're back after a couple months of no podcast episodes. And last night I was listening to an old episode of mine. It actually did really well. It's one of our most popular episodes. It's with a sexpert, one of my really good friends and just amazing human being, Susan Bratton. She's helped literally like millions of people with her sexpert expertise. And I was listening to that, the beginning of that episode for some reason. And it did really well, like I said, but the intro to that episode is so fucking long. I could not even get through the intro to that episode. I had to skip forward and just start listening to Susan because I was like, oh my God, it's such a long intro. So it's amazing what we can learn by looking back on our previous endeavors. And I'm really proud of myself for that episode, but at the same time, I'm like, the intros have got to be shorter. So that's the goal. At this point, moving forward, I'm going to try to keep this intro as short as possible. We're already pushing two minutes, but this episode is 
a really exciting one. It's really groundbreaking stuff. I'm like so honored to be talking about this topic on Root Awakening a Health podcast. So Joe Fonts joins me on this episode. Joe is an entrepreneur, a bench chemist, an endocannabinoid researcher and formulator. And Joe has found that cannabis can cure cancer. This is like amazing information to me. I polled my audience on Instagram about this and actually some people already knew that cannabis weed can cure cancer. I had no fucking clue. So I think this is so amazing. Joe has been helping his clients cure cancer. Joe formulates legally in Michigan where I live and he has been helping his clients cure cancer with cannabis and he makes all these different amazing products and actually it looks like he has an opportunity coming up to work with the NIH on some really groundbreaking research, some very formal research on the positive effects of cannabis on cancer. So this is such an exciting episode, but it also gets spiritual as always. And we talk about some sex stuff and how weed and Joe's cannabis tinctures can help improve your sex life and extend your orgasms and make your orgasms even more amazing. So we have all the components of a perfect root awakening episode. And I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear it. So Joe tells us about how cannabis can cure cancer and kill cancer cells on a cellular level in this episode. He doesn't go into like super, super scientific stuff, but just the basics of how it can happen. He also talks about like what CBD, CBG, THC is and what terpenes are. I didn't know any of this stuff, but he explains it in like a very thorough way. And then he also talks about how cannabis can heal our bodies and Joe is an amazing manifester. He's manifested a lot of success into his life. He's now the chosen one who is doing all of this groundbreaking research. And he manifested all this shit. So, of course, I teach on manifestation. So I had to get some good manifestation tips from him. So you'll get that in this episode as well. It's going to be so good. Yes, everybody. Welcome back to Root Awakening a Health Podcast. We are back after a couple months of a hiatus. I think, I think like two months, maybe. And we've come back to give you a beautiful episode. I am so stoked for this episode. We've both really been looking forward to it, me and my guest. I am today with Joe Fonts. Joe is an entrepreneur, a bench chemist, an endocannabinoid researcher and formulator, and just got this amazing research grant. I don't know if you'd call it a grant. I'm going to let him explain it. But I want to talk about my relationship to Joe before we really kick this thing off, as I always do. Man, I met Joe like a couple weeks ago, and he has just become a friend in my life, but an important person in my life and an inspiring person in my life and somewhat of a spiritual shaman, which is interesting because we're not quite talking about spiritual topics in this podcast, but we're going to go there because we always go there. Everything is, <laughs> Everything is spiritual, man. Everything is spiritual. And um, yeah, Joe came into my life very randomly, but um, in a very powerful way. And he's such a fucking cool guy. He's just like I said, he is spiritual. He's doing some amazing things in this world with, you know, like, and I'm not going to describe it as well as he does, but like with THC, CBD, and like terpenes, he's going to explain to you guys what all those are, but he's using those to heal people, to help people heal in incredible ways. And this is kind of what um, the research he's going to be doing is going to be about. And 
anyway, he is just, he's become quickly an important person in my life. And I'm so honored to have him on here. So Joe Fonts, welcome to Root Awakening a Health Podcast. Thank you. Awesome to be here. And I feel the same for you. Um, amazing person. We've uh, definitely bonded very quickly and um, looking forward to uh, what the future holds with, with uh, things to come. So yeah, thanks for having me. It's exciting. Um, I've done a couple of small podcasts in the past, but uh, that was when I first started getting into this. Um, it's been a uh, it's been a mountain of knowledge that's been gained since then and um, lots of experiences that uh, have, come, have come along. And so, yeah, happy to share it with everybody. And um, everybody can benefit from the cannabis plant, um, everybody, including including children. So uh, there's nobody that should not be consuming cannabis to some in some way, shape or form. Um, so there's a lot of stigma attached. Hopefully we can uh, shatter through a lot of that and get down to the basis of uh, why this plant is so important. So. Oh my God, that's such an amazing thing. Oh, this is just so beautiful how things unfold on this podcast because my audience knows by now and now Joe knows we've talked about it. I don't really prepare much for these anymore because when I, and it's just the person I am, when I allow things to flow, everything flows perfectly. So Joe just brought up this beautiful point. There's a lot of stigma towards the cannabis plant. I had this stigma up until basically I met you, Joe. I don't know if you know this. I don't think I told you, but um, this is a great place to start. So I had the stigma that like, even though I had a huge alcohol situation, I was partying so much. I was doing a lot of drugs. I still didn't like weed because I was, I would smoke it and I would feel like shit. And I would just be like, why am I doing this? Even though I wanted to get quote unquote fucked up. Um, because that's how I saw it. I didn't see it as a healing thing. I actually saw it as something that was detrimental to my health. Well, you guys, if you're thinking this too, one conversation with Joe and you're going to be like, oh my God, this is completely destroying the stereotype that I had. And it makes a lot of sense, right? Because it's a fucking plant, right? A lot of people are into herbalism who listen to this podcast. And you guys know if it grows from the ground, there's probably an amazing use for it. And there typically always is in one way or another. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, the cannabis plant and how it can uh, change people's lives on a physical level, uh, literally helping people heal. So with that being said, I would like to go into, Joe, how you got into this, how you were introduced to all of this shit, how you got into all this research that you're doing, this literally cutting edge research that you're doing. And then we'll get into the, the research grant that, um, you know, you it's looking like you're going to receive and what you're doing in the current but tell us about how you discovered the healing benefits of the cannabis plant and what your relationship is to it uh i was a teen user abuser um derailed my life um a bit um uh you know smoking lots when i was in high school caused a lot of emotional issues um you know uh definitely put my life in certain directions where it probably wouldn't have went in a negative direction if I had. So I totally understand the negatives and I'm very you know comfortable discussing those. And those, those are, those are easy to explain and to uh, um, so we'll get into that in a little bit, but I was very against, I remember seeing people when the medical marijuana thing started uh, um, I was living in uh, out of state, but started seeing my friends back in Michigan posting this stuff and I just roll my eyes and actually annoyed me and like, pissed me off. I'm like, you're just using it as an excuse because you want to be a stoner, be a high on, you loser, you know, kind of mentality. Um, and then it was about 2013. I, I was working in Omaha. I worked all over the country and um, 
uh, a guy was really telling me, man, no, you really got to look into this. You know, like it's, it's legit. It helps me with this, that. And, and I was feeling like, feeling like shit. I was, uh, had, I don't know, had like the flu or something like that. And he gave me, he gave me some bud because one of my guys was selling for me, um, the company I was working for. And so I went home, I smoked a little bit and I felt, I felt great. Um, and he started telling me about cancer and all this and that. So, um, uh, I did have one profound, I'll, I'll just, a little story or one very, very profound thing that happened. Um, I was living in Kansas city. My wife and kids were there. Um, I got an argument with my wife. I left, um, I left on Sunday. I drove back pissed off. I go to my apartment and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to smoke like rebelliously. I'm going to smoke, you know? So I, I, I go and I, I smoke almost in like defiance of like, I'm going to do this bad thing and yeah. I'm laying in bed. And actually I got really high and I had a full blown, um, vision basically. And it was my wife standing in this field with like radiating light with like this, these like, uh, grass kind of like waving and like all these words started appearing above her head. And it was like, you know, beautiful and virtuous and all these things, these things. And she was like literally radiating light. And this voice just kind of comes up and says like, this is how I see her. And mm -hmm. it was like the creator. And I just started just bawling my eyes out. So I had that moment of like, where I, as an adult, I saw how this plant could be totally different than what I had, I had, I had anticipated. And I had a couple other experiences like that. But that being said, I started smoking a bunch. I started getting a little bit off and the whole thing with, with smoking cannabis, it should be something that's done very rarely, unless you're really, really sick because it, it does fog you. It does coat your receptors. It does, you know, kind of slow down your thinking and all that. Um, and, but that can be good if you're going through chemotherapy or if you have, you just experience a traumatic moment and you want to fog out of it. Other than that, if you, if you, as far as smoking the plant, if you do it very sparingly once in a while in a good setting, it's very positive. And um, so I don't recommend anybody smoke in this day and age, you know, you, there's no need for it. You're burning 90% of the medicinal compounds. You're, you're, you're burning them. I mean, what medicine out there do you smoke? You know I mean? You know, mm. but even when you smoke it, there's, you know, very little harm can be done anything like that. So anyway, through that, experience I, I just kind of changed my perspective of the cannabis plant so i started looking um i watched a documentary on vice about michaela comstock she was the young the first minor to get a medical marijuana card and she had uh leukemia and the treatments were almost killing her and this documentary follows along as she um uh they she had already been using the treatment when vice went out there but they showed videos and pictures of her in hospital emaciated it was killing her i mean she was going to die from the from the chemo so um, they got, they were doing Rick Simpson oil, which is just a simple way to extract out of the plant. And um, they show her first dose. She gets home and she's running around playing. She's eating. They show her hair start growing back. They stop all the chemo treatments um, and they follow her all the way up to that current point. Um, and this is where it's really important about understanding building tolerance. She was taking massive amounts and they follow her to school and she does her schoolwork. She was a B student, um, perfectly well adjusted, totally fine. Um, and, uh, and that really got my, my interest going. I'm like, okay, if this is legit, then there should be some evidence. So I started, I was in, I, I discovered the online medical research databases. And so, uh, through NIH, there's PubMed, NCBI, Science Direct, uh, the New England Journal of Medicine, the, um, uh, there's, there's a bunch. Um, and you might have to pay a little bit of money to get us, uh, to be able to get access to these, but it is every study that's ever been done in anything scientific in the world. 
Um, and you want to look at multiple different uh, databases because some of them don't have studies that other ones have. So I started doing keyword searches. I started understanding the, the phrases to use, the keywords to use. And I started pulling up an unbelievable amount of peer-reviewed PhD level research on the endocannabinoid system. Um, I didn't even know what that was, didn't even know anything about it, but I started, you know, if I didn't understand a word, I would, you know, I'm not classically like educated in, you know, biochemistry, anything like that. But um, I just started diving in and the more I saw, you know, you get in one study and it shows, you know, and I'll get into, you know, what I found here in a minute, but, and then you go to the sites that they study or the, uh, the studies that they reference and open them up. And then there's references that they make and so on and so forth. And it's this whole web of interconnected research around the endocannabinoid system and how it relates to uh, the cannabis plant um, heavily out of Hebrew University. Um, so uh, Dr. Rafael Mishulam, I think he's like 88 years old right now. Um, he is the father of the endocannabinoid system. He uh, isolated THC, CBD, um, and eventually identified the uh, receptors in the human body that are activated by this plant. And he actually named one of them, uh, anatomine, his team named the, uh, the, the cannabinoid receptor. Um, and, uh, they, the, so it's officially in, in medical history that, so anyway, uh, we'll get back to Raphael Mishulam in, in a minute here, cause I've had some communications with him, uh, in the past. It's been, been amazing. Um, so I, once I started looking into this and seeing, okay, this is legit medicine, I bought Gray's Anatomy, Anatomy and Physiology, Cellular Biology. I bought all these medical textbooks, pretty much what you'd need to get, you know, uh, uh, to get a, a degree in medicine. And they did not mention, not even one word, cannabinoid, endocannabinoid, endogenous cannabinoid, 2AG, anatomy, none of the verbiage that that is 100% acknowledged. This isn't a conspiracy. This isn't like a theory. This is accepted scientific fact of these, you know, you can look at them under electron microscope. There's nobody that denies the existence of the system in the human body, yet Western medicine has completely, I wouldn't say even eliminated it. They never acknowledged it to begin with, just like it doesn't exist. And that is so analogous to so much with the, with the Western medical establishment. If it doesn't exist, well, then there's nothing to study. If it doesn't, we don't acknowledge it. It just, and we'll just turn the cheek. And when you think about 208 billion dollars in cancer care costs in 2020 six billion dollars a year invested in research just in the united states starts to paint a pretty clear picture of why this system has been uh, uh disregarded and we'll get into the cancer thing here in a minute so basically my background has been you know uh uh investigating doing you know non-biased i have nobody in my you know over me observing me or telling me what i can and can't do it's been completely out of um intrigue and interest and uh compassion um, i've known a lot of people with cancer seen a lot of bad stuff with it so um i was living in kansas city um when i really started understanding the importance of the system um i decided to pull the plug on the business the company i was working for um, we lost money in our house. I pulled my kids out of a private school at a great house, had a great life. And we did a very quick move back to Traverse City, Michigan, where I was from, had an opportunity to come here and other uh, line of business that I'm involved with. Um, but that was probably 50% of the decision was to become a medical cannabis caregiver, to be able to actually practice what I've been researching uh, legally. Um, and so we, in 2015, um, wife and kids, we pulled up, it was really tough really, really tough move, but 
I've done that a lot in my life. Um, I, I believe that we are meant to do extreme and crazy things and, you know, calculate it and but work hard and do the right thing. And uh, the, the benefits that follow are, are just amazing. We're, we're meant to live this life. We're not meant to, you know, to abstain, you know, no one's going to remember you for what you abstain from. They're going to remember you for what you do. And so um, that jump was the most difficult thing in my life. Um, but the things, the fruit that has come from it has been incredible. So moved here 2015, got my cards, found some people to be, uh, that I could be their caregiver um, so I could legally grow. Uh, I didn't grow a whole bunch. I decided early on, there's so many people growing, I want to formulate. I want to make the actual medicine from plants. And I did grow small scale and stuff for experimentation. Um, but uh, I started making crude extracts just with uh, you know food grade ethanol, um, soak the bud in it, you put it in a rice cooker, boil it down and make this black sludge called Rick Simpson oil. Uh, mm -hmm. Simple like that, right? Um, sort of taking that stuff and dissolving it in MCT oil to dilute it. So you can take it as a tincture. And I had two cancer patients right off the bat. Um, one was a basal cell carcinoma, 45 days, complete gone, like wiped out. Um, no questions asked, has not come back since. Another girl was brain cancer um she was two weeks past the day she was supposed to die her name is katie she was 73 pounds um on her deathbed with a feeding tube in we started putting the crude mixture of rso dissolved in olive oil putting it in the feeding tube and within four days she started eating again she went on three trips on a plane uh two vacations went to see her brother graduate from uh, air force academy got out of her wheelchair, danced with him. Um, the tumors in the brain were shrinking so fast. Now, mind you, she had so much radiation to the head that her, her skull was deformed. The, the fate, shape of her face was deformed. She, she had it when she had, it was a glioblastoma multiform brain cancer that she was diagnosed at, I think seven. And she'd been in remission, but it kept coming back. And she was 20, I think 26 at the time. Um, and they had just pounded her with, with radiation, uh, but she hadn't had any chemo radiation for six months, um, before I met her. So that stuff was, you know, had not worked. The tumors were super aggressive and they were preparing for her death. Um, everything started turning around. The doctors were concerned that the tumors were shrinking so fast that she, it was going to kill her from necrotic tissue, um, in the brain. But the doctors don't realize that the way cannabis works on cancer doesn't use necrotic means. They use a different a different uh, means that's called apoptotic. Necrotic? What is that? So we're going to get into all this. So, okay. so I, there's just a little background of, uh, this was even before I really understood, like I understood things now. I knew enough to know that it's non-toxic. It's not going to hurt anybody. As long as you go slow and, 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 and uh, slowly titrate doses, you're not, there's not going to be any, any risk of getting people too stoned. But basically, it's completely non-toxic. There's no known what's called LD50, lethal dose 50, right? That's any substance um, gets analyzed. It, it will have an, a lethal dose. Every Almost everything out there has a, some lethal dose. And that mm. LD50 is basically, uh, you take a population of mice, say 100 of them, whatever the dose is that kills 50% of the, of the population of the study is the lethal dose 50. Cannabis has no LD50, doesn't, doesn't exist. There is no known amount. Um, they theorize that like it would take like 1500 pounds of, of flour to produce the THC. That, and so the joke is like Willie Nelson says, I had a friend die of weed, a uh, 1500 pound bale fell on his head. Like that's basically <laughs> what we kill you is a 1500 pounds falls on your head. So it's, it's ludicrous. So basically wow. non-toxic. So 
Um, still scary as all get out though. When you're sitting there with this poor girl's family and they're all there's, and she was a super sweet girl and there's, you know, and they're all like, just all intense. Like, you know, what is this? And what are we going to do? And yeah. like, I'm, like literally trying to hold back my shaking. Cause I all like, and I don't charge for any of this. It's never about money. Uh, you know, but then to see the results that got me just completely like I'm all in, I'm all in now, Katie eventually passed away because the radiation had depleted the, um, the end of the spinal cord where it goes into the brain. So she was leaking spinal fluid into her brain, which is, there's no way you're going to survive from that. That's eventually what, what killed her. But, um, talking to her poor mom and having her just cry, you know, in front of me and about why didn't we know about this? Why didn't we know about this? This would have saved her life. This absolutely would have saved her life. And, you know, um, and that, that just, that, those things that stick with you, but that gave me iron in my spirit, no matter what to this, this is my life goal. This is where I'm going. And I began manifesting this, speaking it, talking about it. I became an evangelist with cannabis so much when my kids got sick, I had to pull back. I got where I was just like everybody I talked to, everybody I ran into, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I understand this. And so I've learned to balance that a bit, but I got a lot of knowledge in this noggin. So what I want to do, I think right now would be explain to everybody what the endocannabinoid system is why is cannabis medicine and it's it, it can be very complex if you you know get the fire hose i won't do i'll try not to do the fire hose here but just generally <laughs> speaking i'm gonna do a couple of diagrams on this board and i just want people to understand this everybody can understand this like the, there's this whole deception out there that you have to go through um systematic institutional education and if you don't go through that you're not even worthy of having an opinion that's bullshit like the truth does not care. Science does not care about your degree, does not care uh, your pedigree, how much money you have, or even your IQ. As long as you follow the rules of science and you conduct it in a scientific matter, uh, manner, then it's just as legit as any as anyone else. So that's I approach that deal of like science is free for everybody. Just like speech is free. You're free to speak. You're free to conduct any sort of research, science, anything you want. But we are told that we can't do that or we shouldn't do that or, you know, because you have to go through this system in order to do it. Um, mind you, obviously, you know, you, it's good to have peers around you that can help keep you in check to validate what you're doing. And you gotta be careful about things, especially when you're dealing with people's health. But let's just break this down as simply as possible. What is the endocannabinoid system? What does it do? Why is cannabis medicine? So good to go. All right. Yes. Go okay. So um, folks, some of you may be listening just to audio. And we are actually going to be posting this episode to my YouTube channel, which will be the first time that I have done this ever. I actually record all of the videos of my podcast, so we'll probably get some past episodes on the YouTube channel as well. But Joe is at um, in his one of his offices, and he's going to draw us a diagram. So if you would like a visual, like I am a very visual visual learner, so I need this shit. I need this shit, and I know a lot of you guys will need this shit as well. So if you're listening to just the audio of this podcast, you can go to my YouTube channel. It's Emily's Root Awakening. And you can check out the video version of this podcast where you can see uh, the vi visual elements of what Joe is describing because he is going to basically draw a diagram on this whiteboard here. So Joe, take it away. Let's hear about the end of the right. system. So hopefully everybody can see, uh, we need to think about a cell, right? All of pharmacology, all of uh, everything in pharmaceutical industry is, is it can be boiled down real simply. Um, there's synthet synthetically manufacturing um, drugs that mimic molecules that our body makes in endogenously. Endogenous means inside the body. 
So you have endo and exo. So endo is in the body, exo is outside of the body. So you have endo and endogenous and exogenous. So inside the body, out of the body. So everything that is made in the pharmaceutical industry is, is, is trying to mimic what the body makes naturally. So you have receptor sites on cells, all sorts of different cell um, types in the body. You got your nucleus, your mitochondria, all the different components of the cell. Um, on the cell wall, you have receptor sites. Okay? These are like locks. And the body makes, the other cells will produce neurotransmitters that will activate these, um, these cells. So your, uh, you know, melatonin is uh, you know, naturally produced in the brain when you're going to sleep. When you wake up, light goes into your eye, melatonin converts into serotonin. Serotonin binds to the um, 5-HT receptor, the serotonin receptor, and it wakes you up, right? So the body is continually creating these neurotransmitter molecules. They, are, they, they break down, turn into another molecule. They bind to the receptor. They do their, their, their job. They release. They turn this up so that that's that's how your, your human body works, right? Um, and the body makes endogenous cannabinoids. The human body makes cannabinoid molecules. Your body produces cannabinoids, right? The cannabis plant makes cannabinoid molecules. The, the, the word cannabinoid refers to the molecular shape, okay? So uh, Dr. Raphael Mishulam, that uh, I was just mentioned earlier at Hebrew University, he discovered the endocannabinoid system. He got hash from the police and um, in Jerusalem there and isolated uh, what's in this. So he isolated uh, THC out um, and he started wondering okay, what's going on in the human body. Why does this stuff get you high? It doesn't affect the central nervous system. It doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't uh, bind to the opiate receptors. It doesn't bind to serotonin. What is it binding to? What is this molecule attaching to, to, to create this, the high effect? And that's where he discovered the cannabinoid receptors on, on human cells. So here's a cell, right? Every cell type in the human body has a CB receptor. CB meaning cannabinoid. You have cannabinoid receptor one, cannabinoid receptor two, okay? Receptor one tends to be and mostly in the brain and central nervous system. CB2 tends to be in the rest of the body. So these receptor sites are there because the body produces endogenous, endogenous cannabinoids. So and it, uh, the British will say uh, cannabinoid. <laughs> so whatever you want to say, it's, it's, it's right both ways. It's just not cannabinoid. I've actually talked to a couple of doctors <laughs> that don't understand this and they're like, oh, the cannabinoid? No, it's cannabinoid. Sorry. Anyway, uh, endogenous cannabinoids, the two main classifications are 2AG and it's 2AG because the actual word is I think it's 24 letters long. So it's really, really long work. This is what, this is what the body makes. This is the, uh, this is the endogenous cannabinoid, 2-AG. Looks just like Delta-9 THC. These, when you look at, and actually I, I'll share with you, Emily, um, electron microscope, a molecule of 2-AG and a molecule of THC. When you see that visual, they look almost interchangeable. They look just about identical. So THC has the ability to mimic what 2-AG um, is doing and bind to those receptors because these are like keys that fit in locks, right? So the plant-derived THC looks just like the 2-AG and has the potential to bind to the CB1 receptor. This is mainly THC. Uh, CBD mainly binds to the CB2 receptor. 
um, which is in the rest of the body. Now, we only we always hear about THC and CBD. Emily, I sent you that. You can post that uh, on, on YouTube as well. There's 85 cannabinoids in the plant. So we're and with select breeding and uh, in the, the process of distillation and isolating, we're, we are starting to get to where we can uh, get all of those other cannabinoids soon within a few years, we'll be able to have those isolated. So the stuff I work with, the, the formulations I do are with plant-derived phytocannabinoids. So the phytocannabinoids have the potential to mimic endogenous cannabinoids, right? Um, and so I work with isolates that are uh, extracted and they're into the, the crystalline format. Some of them are, are distillate, so they're in more, it looks almost like honey, um, but I'm working with CBG, which is cannabigerol, CBN, which is cannabinol, CBD, cannabidiol. And I work with Delta-8, Delta-9, two different variations of, of THC. Um, and I'm on a basically waiting for additional cannabinoids to be available as they breed them and isolate them. And so it, it's happened pretty fast. A few years ago, you could barely get CBG anywhere. I mean, it was super expensive. Now I can get pure CBG crystals, 99.99% pure with a lab report shipped right to my, my, right to my lab. So it's getting, and the importance of having multiple, um, as many of these cannabinoid isolates as possible is because nobody's done the study to know which cannabinoid is gonna mimic which endogenous cannabinoid, which, which one's gonna mimic, and because we're trying to bind to receptor sites, okay? Um, as far as cancer is concerned, so let's back up a second. Um, when, anything binds to a receptor and turns it on, it's called a mechanism of action. So any pharmaceutical drug you read, the mechanism of action is this is what the drug does. That's just what, what, what the drug does, okay? So what the, both the endocannabinoids and the phytocannabinoids have the potential to do, the potential mechanism of action is called apoptosis or programmed cell death. So they can trigger a cell to die to turn itself off by activating these receptor sites. So on, on mutated cells, and this does not happen on healthy cells. So um, the, the beautiful thing is the, uh, the body knows how to utilize these plant-derived cannabinoids. They will never cause healthy cells to die. They will only be utilized to cause mutated or damaged cells to kill themselves. So. All of cancer treatment currently uses uses necrotic means, attack the outside of the cell. So you think of this as George Bush here, all right? This is the military assault. This is send the bombs and the missiles and the tanks to attack the outside of the cell, the blood vessels that feed the cells and all. And uh, obviously you're gonna kill civilians. You're going to, you know, do lots of damage. Anybody who's been on chemo or seen people that have been on chemo know how bad it damages the body. Um, and the immune system is all together. It's, it's, it's really rough. And I'm not going to get into bashing conventional treatment, um, but it's, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. And the fact that they disregard the science I'm explaining right now, uh, they definitely need to be held accountable here, which hopefully we're going to, we're going to get there here soon uh, within the next year or two. So, the apoptotic me mechanism of action of plant-derived cannabinoids is what, uh, what the reason I moved back to, came back to Traverse City, got my, this is all the research and then there is a ton of it that says, that shows this. And not only I sent her some 
And would you validate? There's a lot. That's just. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yes. And Joe, I want to say like, and I think you're, you're kind of already getting there, but just in case um, we have people who are kind of catching up to what you're saying. So you're saying that the, the THC, the CBD, the CBG, the, the plant derived um, cannabinoids, they know these cannabinoids that are plant derived, the THC, the CBD, all, all that the CBG, they know to only attack the sick cell. They know to only, only kill the cells that need to be killed. They know not to kill the healthy cells. And that's apoptosis, right? I don't, and I don't think that the, the molecules themselves have any sort of, um, let's say, uh, intelligence behind them or any sort of, I think the body understands how to utilize those. And this is one of the most underexplored, researched fields. So we can observe and say, this happens. Like you can observe this and say, yes, in, in a Petri dish, in animal studies, you can actually observe. And I can send you a video too, where you can see a cancer cell in the middle of healthy cells. And you can watch the plant deriving was THC bind to the receptor and watch the cell break apart in the way that cells die naturally. So if your cells, when they die, you know, your cell, your body, your body replaces itself like every like 12 or 16 months or something like that. Like your, your skin is constant, your stomach every four days. So your body is constantly, re- the cells are dying. The phagocytes eat the cell tissue of the dead cells, recycle them and make new cells. And so your body is recycling cells continually through apoptosis. That's the way it just works naturally, right? So this isn't some kind of special, you know, this happens all the time. Um, so why are we utilizing it in cancer? You know, why, why, why aren't we figuring out ways to basically duplicate what happens with every single cell in your body all the time, billions of them a day? Um, so as far as the exact way that, that, that these, these uh, plant-derived cannabinoids, the body utilizes them, perhaps it's the, the receptor site that they, you know, we don't really know. Um, okay. But that is, you know, what we can say is this does happen. The exact ways that it happened is still being researched. And this is why it's so important that we start pumping billions of dollars into this. You know, I don't have a super elaborate lab. I don't have a PhD, but there's thousands of people that do, and they should be looking into this full on. And this is where, after this, we'll go into the grant that's coming up here. And the hugeness of that is just absolutely mind blowing, amazing. And I thought the day would never come. And uh, so it's, it's here. So we're going to see this stuff become mainstream. And I think they'll be forced to finally acknowledge the science and it will revolutionize the entire cancer industry. And this is, we're just focusing on cancer, but we can right. get into autoimmune, we can get into everything from pain, inflammation. Um, it's, it's super huge, but for this, for this, uh, this time here, we're just going to focus on, on cancer because this relates to every, every other system and every other potential disease that, that could be treated, um, uh, this, this mechanism of action, this process. So this applies across the board to a lot of other disease and, and also to just general health. So we're talking about disease right now, um, but for people who are healthy, there's a thousand reasons why uh, using cannabis in the right way therapeutically. Um, it's the federal government has a, has a patent on every molecular shape of cannabinoid shape in the, in the cannabis plant. They have a patent and as a neuroprotectant and an antioxidant to treat Alzheimer's, dementia, um, neurodegenerative diseases. I'll show you the patent. It's mind, mind blowing. Department wow. of Health and Human Services. So 
um, they understand how this works and they've been intentionally keeping it from the mainstream. So by holding a patent, you prevent somebody from making a medication out of it. Holy so God. there's a whole bunch of little side notes that, that we can get into on that. But just so just to reiterate, well, when you're using cannabis, cannabinoids, plant-derived as medicine, you are mimicking molecules that your body already makes naturally. And the good analogy you could say is, uh, now this has nothing to do with the with the op opiate uh, in the body, but the poppy plant makes a molecule morphine. When that molecule is extracted and isolated, you put it in the human body, what does it do? It The body knows how to use that to attach to receptor sites that cause pain relief, right? And so you get hurt really bad, your body can't produce enough of its endogenous opiates to, to cause the, the pain relief. So you use a plant derived, the mechanism of action is knock you out, give you massive pain relief, right? So that's just an analogy to what the cannabis plant does. Um, and I, I, there's some that theorize now, they're currently not acknowledged. I'll take that back. Within the last year, there's universities now that have endocannabinoid um, and medical um, uh, endocannabinoid system uh, fields of, of research or study. So you can now enroll in, I think, two universities in the United States that's starting to teach the endocannabinoid system in the human body. Now, so it's 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 starting to um, finally starting to acknowledge it. But um, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought there. So eventually, um, you're gonna yeah. 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 So I want to just make sure we, we have this clear for the folks like the two different kinds. You're talking about apoptosis and you're talking about, is it necrosis or necrotic? Well, necrotic means or ne necrosis um, is so depending on it's the same word, just different use. So, okay. uh, so you, yeah, we can, we can change that to. So when you're talking about means it's apoptotic and necrotic. Okay. So the apop way is kind of like what our bodies are supposed to do and the CBD, CBG, THC, it kind of supports that natural way of how our bodies get rid of the cells that need to be get rid of, uh, that need to be killed because like for in, in this example, if someone had cancerous cells in their bodies, um, the, the C THC, CBD, C uh, CBG would, for whatever reason, would just destroy the cancerous cells and not the healthy cells. But in the necrotic example that you're introducing to us, which, and the necrotic sample, example would also include like can, typical cancer treatments like radiation and chemotherapy, even the healthy cells get killed in the necrotic uh, context, right? And thank you for bringing that up because I, what I was talking about with the patent, the government has it patented as a neuroprotective so neuroprotective means it protects the cellular, the, uh, the electronic integrity of the cell. Um, and so in uh, some of those electron microscope videos where they show THC attaching you know, to a mutated cell, it also affects the cells around the cancer cell. Um, it basically has a potential to, it just sounds really, really crazy, but um, it changes the polarity of, electric, of electrical flow around the cancer cells. So, when cannabinoids are binding to receptor sites of healthy cells in proxy to cancer cells, um, there's, a, there's a mechanism of action that involves the changing how the electricity runs in the cell to prevent those cells from being mutated. And I don't fully grasp how this, this all works, but this is a, um, uh, it's a phenomenon that you can read about, study about. Again, this is very fringe. Um, but there's a reason why it's neuroprotective, meaning the cells, uh, it protects your cells against mutation, mm. um, against damage. 
So as far as a, a chemo preventative, uh, you know, maintenance for healthy people, cannabis is hugely, hugely, hugely important because it, and there's, there's a lot of studies that demonstrate this, but nobody really knows why. So I don't mean to be vague on it, but I, you know, I, I, I don't have a PhD, but those who do are scratching their heads because there hasn't been enough research allowed, but we can observe the phenomenon and we do know that it exists. Um, and that's just one way that's neuroprotective. There's about five, six other ways that uh, cannabis protects cells against, uh, against damage. So, um, so the antioxidant neuroprotective properties, antioxidant means it gets rid of the chip. It gets rid of damaged uh, mutated cells and the neuroprotective properties, it protects healthy cells against, against damage, protects the integrity. So um, yeah, and uh, there's mountains of research on this, but basically the whole reason for this is to get people to understand why is cannabis medicine? It's not some ambiguous snake oil, you know, natural remedy of like, you know, rub this on your forehead and, and it will, you know, this is real biochemistry. hundred percent is just as legit as any other, any other science out there. Um, and just because Western medicine has refused to put any money towards research doesn't mean the rest of the world has. The rest of the world has put quite a bit of, of research into this, but the, the United States FDA pretty much controls the world. Um, you know, we will sanction countries if they allow a certain type of research. Um, we will, I mean, we bring the, we bring the, uh, the iron fist down in the medical world, like pretty severely, but that doesn't prevent people from doing research. It might not, they might not be able to bring it to, to market, um, but the research is still there to show that the science exists and, um, and any, anybody can look into it. So any, it makes sense. Um, everything. It's, yeah, it's, it does. Uh, but I, I like to like really um, break things down for everybody, yeah, but cool. also kind of it's how my brain works. I just love, can you go over your analogy again about the apoptotic, the apoptotic and the necrotic, like the political analogy? Because I think that's helpful yeah. for people. Yeah. So like I said, the, the necrotic means this is, uh, this is going to be your, you know, your George Bush, uh, both of them, your, you know, uh, Biden now, I mean, anybody, the warmongers, right? So this is, uh, it gives war makes money. Um, war makes tons of money. And so the war on cancer was declared by Nixon in, in 19, whatever, it was 1970 something year. Um, he declared the war on drugs the same year he declared the war on cancer. We love unwinnable wars. This was the war on terror, right? We love nebulous, you know, the war on COVID, you know, yep. we get these nebulous enemies that we can't define that are just kind of floating out there. So we can get these, these huge coffers bringing in billions, millions and billions of dollars to fight these, these enemies, right? So the war on the war on drugs was way more than anything. It was a war on cannabis. Um, if you remember Reagan said in like 1984, he said, um, marijuana might quite possibly be the most dangerous drug known to man. And I watched that so many times. That was based off of a study that was done with 12 or 13 monkeys. And I'm not kidding you. I've looked at this so many times. Um, they put gas masks on the monkeys. They pumped in 12... 12, right? Um, marijuana cigarettes, which is the full size of a cigarette. Um, and I think it was, they did 12 of them in a 48 hour period. Uh, the monkeys became emaciated, they became brain dead, and they eventually died from oxygen deprivation, smoke inhalation. They were literally gas masking them with smoke. It's this, this study is considered like the laughing stock of, in, the, in the research community of like the, the most laughable research that everyone done. Remember how many times anybody who's in there, you know, remembers the just say no era. Um, uh, marijuana kills your brain cells. Marijuana kills your brain cells. You hear that all the time. It, kills your, it came from that study. And, and this will just show you guys like how 
Do not trust the scientific institutions. Do not trust them, period. Do not. I can tell you a hundred reasons why. When you're being, when things are being shoved down your throat and you're being told to believe something over and over and over again, you better look into it and research it on your own. Everybody with a brain and a computer is, is capable of validating or invalidating the things that we're being told because we have been lied to systematically. I'm telling you, it is so deep. And I, I, you know, I know a little bit about how much that we have been BS to, but um, everybody, especially in this day and age, needs to take it upon themselves. Do not listen to the talking box, especially when it comes to science. Don't trust it. Validate it yourself. Uh, surround yourself with people who are, uh, you know, I, I swear I want to write a book called The Heresy of Inquiry. Because mm. when you are, when it's a heresy to ask questions about, especially in science, you really got to start digging in because science invites questions. It invites inquiry. Science is all about inquiry. And when I I had to get off Facebook over a year ago, I, could, I couldn't do it because I couldn't handle literally being, you know, almost mocked if you bring up legitimate like data research, like, hey, and when people don't have anything to say to it, they attack you. They go straw man, you know, ad hominem and they you know, attack the person. And I always get, well, what's your degree? Where did you graduate from? Oh, you're a joke. Don't even, you, you can't even, you know, be on these different blogs and whatnot, trying to ask these questions. And I would just get ostracized because, you know, what's your degree? Well, don't attack me, attack the, go after the message, go after the science, the data that I'm trying to make up. And so anyway, I'm digressing in that, but yeah, the necrotic mean, this is very analogous to a lot in our culture. Um, the means of which we do things that are damaging, um, expensive, said 208 approximately billion dollars was what cancer care costs in the U.S. in 2020. I mean, the, the inordinate amount of money. Chemotherapy is the only drug that can be di directly paid a kickback to the doctors per dose for prescribing. It's a huge money game. And um, when you realize that they're not even acknowledging the apoptotic, now, now, somebody, if anybody's listening to this and they're in oncology or whatever, yes, there is some apoptosis that happens with chemotherapy and radiation. So cells can kill themselves with, but generally speaking, it's very necrotic and there's a lot of damage that happens regardless of how pinpointed they can get the radiation, how they can pinpoint the chemo to only target the uh, mutated cells. It's still super damaging to the body. And another thing I would say is when I've had a chance to use cannabinoid therapy with conventional therapy, it's a game changer. So I'm not even saying like, you know, don't do any conventional. I mean, if it was me, my kids, we wouldn't touch any conventional. But to not do cannabinoid therapy with conventional is a crime. I mean, mm -hmm. I've seen people just turn around like within, we're talking 24 to 48 hours. They're not puking anymore. They're That's eating. insane. Their hair starts growing back. Like we're talking because it's not only is it the apoptotic means, but you're talking about the neuroprotection. So it helps protect cells against damage, healthy cells against damage from the uh, uh, the chemo and radiation. And a lot of the studies we've done, I, I, that I've seen um, show this very, very specifically. They have control groups with, you know, uh, whether it's a mice study or um, animal study, where the, those who got the cannabinoid therapy and who didn't um, had the efficacy just shot up like 67% improvement um, between those who just used, uh, like one example was glioblastoma, brain cancer, um, and they did subcranial um, TH, just straight one molecule THC subcranial injections. And I think the efficacy improved like 60%. Um, and there were the side effects were greatly reduced and all that. So there's quite a few studies to show that pairing them together, I'd say at least that should be happening across the board. And this is what's really cool about the study that 
or the the grant that we're going to talk about in a minute because that is uh, that is hopefully what we're going to be doing here um, within the next year. Um, so yeah, so apoptotic though, one more thing here, the Trojan horse. Think of that as the Trojan horse. So um, the uh, plant-derived cannabinoids attached to the CB receptor, the cannabinoid receptor, and um, turn the cell off, okay? And it doesn't hurt anything else. And then when the cells die, even if they're a cancer cell, when they die apoptotically, um, they break down in a way that the phagocytes can still consume the cell parts and recycle them. So you don't get necrotic tissue because it's you can't just blast somebody with chemo and radiation, even if the body can handle it. The cell, if the tumor shrinks and dies too fast, you can kill the person just because of the necrotic mm -hmm. tissue floating around in the body, especially in the brain. So when they die apoptotically, you don't, there's no uh, need to worry about uh, necrotic tissue at all. So it's, it's the, in my opinion, it's the only, it's, it, it should be, you know, 80% of research should be going into this and cancer, um, like, if not 100%, considering yeah. the fact that they have disregarded it. So um, I think if there's anything else I should mention, there's a bunch of other stuff, but to keep it just, um, uh, we're, again, we're using the cancer um, analogy just to kind of uh, let everybody know how the system works in the body, that, um, you know, we are mimicking what the body makes naturally. But this is just one mechanism of action, this apoptotic. There's a bunch of other ones. And this is why it's super important for the, the cannabis industry to continue to breed plants that have higher amounts of these other cannabinoids that have, like you have the list of them. There's a bunch of them. I want to get into how many there are. There's a, it's, there's a ton. But as they continue to select breed and isolate, we'll be this, these numbers of the number of molecule molecular isolates is going to continue to build. One other thing I've got to mention. Um, because this is what sets apart what I'm doing from just about it. I don't really know. There's not a whole lot of uh, formulators that are incorporating this. Um, it's terpenoids, terpenes. Oh yeah. What are those? <laughs> I think you gave me some to try too. And I, and they're awesome. And I still don't know what they are. So terpenes are what in every essential oil out there, the medicinal molecules in there are terpenoids. Terpenes. Oh, so the cannabis species has, has potential to express more terpenes than any other plant species. And now not, not they have over 400 terpenes can be found in the cannabis species. Now, not every plant. Wow. Has oh my God. So this is the problem when you're doing research with one molecule, just THC or just CBD. And I know so many companies out there producing formulas, medical formulas, whatever, and they're using one or two molecules. Well, in the plant, you're never going to have a, a single molecule. In the plant, you're going to have um, dozens of other molecules that are paired with um, the, the terpenes. So, but what I work with is isolates. So I'll take these crystalline, pure isolate cannabinoids, and then I work with a lab in, in uh, California as four PhD biochemists, and they are doing crazy cutting edge work on extracting terpenes from other plants. So you can get terpenes from other plants. So beta caraphylene, you get that from cannabis. You can also get beta caraphylene from black pepper. Um, myrcene, you can get from, uh, from uh, clove, a uh, bunch of different plants. Eupinine, citral, limonene. Um, yeah, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of terpene isolates, right? They, the cool thing is they don't have to come from cannabis. Now, I still work with some terpenes from cannabis, but they're, um, uh, that's mainly going to be for products where you're inhaling them, like in a vape cart and all that. 
Um, really not necessary when you're using when you when you're uh, creating uh, uh, formulations for tinctures and topicals and all because they're, 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 the mechanism of action is going to be very, very similar. So what is that mechanism of action? Well, terpenes change how cannabinoids bind to these receptors. So they have the potential mm. to increase the binding affinity, increase the ratio a great deal. And a perfect example for people who are in the cannabis world who, who use it recreationally, you can have three strains of cannabis that all have the exact same amount of THC and CBD. Let's say they all got, you know, 18% THC and 5% CBD, all speak, but one strain makes you want to, you know, go and run a marathon. Another strain, you just want to sit in your butt and do nothing. Uh, another one makes you feel like, you know, really excited and empathetic. Why? What's the difference? They all got the same THC and CBD. It's the terpene content that changes how that THC binds to the CB1 receptor in the brain. Wow. Binds, right? So the same way when you're binding to a cancer receptor site. So that's a great analogy for people to understand how it can, you know, change the binding. But the same thing happens when you're talking about trying to hit a cancer cell. So when you're, you're including these terpenoids with the cannabinoids, you have the potential to greatly increase the efficacy, how effective the cannabinoids are on whatever disease it is that you're trying to treat. And they smell freaking amazing. Yes, that is right. Any aroma, you name it, and it's all, these are not cheap. These are, you know, very pure, extracted from, from plants and distilled down. And then they use artificial intelligence and all these different deals to, cre to create this, this company that uh, abstracts tech. Um, San Bernardino, they, uh, they create all sorts of formulations and they'll do custom stuff. So if I want something a certain way, um, they can create it. And um, it's, almost, it's almost unlimited when you're talking, I think they're working with about 600 uh, molecular isolates right now and when you think about the different ratios that you can combine those in along with all the different cannabinoids it's hundreds of thousands of different potential combinations um and we can now any aroma any flavor um they're very very good for you that's why i mean the, the essential oil business for years kind of kept this quiet like they, they didn't you know i see now that they're, they're showing the molecular shapes and they're talking about you know uh um you know, terpenes, this is what, this is the medicine, right, inside of the oil. But when you extract them 100% pure, they become a whole different, whole different animals. I don't really work with essential oils. Um, I want the molecules that are in them, um, pull those out. And then you just got to be, you know, anybody at home that's trying to do like your own lab, not, you do have to be very careful. They're volatile, um, they're flammable. Um, if you put them in too much, it can definitely cause, you know, allergic reactions. You got to really know your, your weight versus volume. Um, uh, make sure that you're staying within certain parameters so you're not overdosing things and all that. So you gotta be careful. That's why the essential oil business doesn't deal with straight terpenes because they are, um, they, they definitely need to know what you're doing with them. But when you use them correctly and in the right percentage, um, they're absolutely amazing. And this is what took my crude products uh, when I started you know, um, infusing all this into my bases, that's what just blew it right up as far as how uh, uh, the efficacy was just unbelievable. So we, we uh, it's pretty much 100% across the board with cancer patients when they get on uh, a wide variety of products, different delivery methods, we're seeing massive improvements within 30 days and sometimes remission, depending on how you know much chemo they've had and how sick they are. So um, yeah, so anyway, that's the crash course and the endocannabinoid system. Um, I will do my best to get them to get you um, print out some, some different info you can put up there so people can, uh, and then they'll study the links, study links to the studies jump in those and anybody, I uh, encourage everybody to get at least read the abstracts in the conclusion, which is right in the first page, which can basically tell you what they found in the, in the studies. So. 
Anything else? Amazing. No, I think that's a, that's an awesome crash course. And now I would love to talk about, well, I'm super excited to get into the products that you're making because you guys, Joe, let me try a lot of his products and they're fucking phenomenal. So you guys, right? Like I was not smoking weed. I didn't want it. I, I worked at a health food store that sold CBD products and I didn't even want to try the CBD because I was like, no, it just makes me groggy. Like I'm not into it. And then I tried Joe's stuff because I just got a really good feeling from him. I got a feeling that like this guy knows what he's talking about. And this is more than just something that will like make me feel kind of stoned. It's something that will not make me feel stoned depending on what product I'm trying from Joe's and it will just heal my body. So I'm really stoked to get into the different types of products that you have, Joe. But first, because we keep teasing everybody um, you are going to start working with the NIH soon. It's looking like, right? Well, sure. it's it's this, so the NIH uh, sent this to me. I've they, what they do is um, they when they want to do a, a, a grant, they have money for a grant for a certain type of uh, research or study. They will go and through their database and look at who's been asking those questions, who's been the most prolific in, in inquiring, right? And I'm telling you, I got to be pretty pretty high on their list there because I, I don't think there's a study that I haven't uh, uh, downloaded, paid for. I mean, I've probably, yeah. probably had a thousand searches at least in their database. So through that, they solicited me and said, hey, we have grant money set aside um, for um, uh, a study uh, on specifically cancer uh, to investigate cannabis slash cannabinoid use in cancer to there uh, uh, to uh, study the uh, the benefits and the harm. They of course they have to throw the harm in there, you know. Um, but they've been they've been researching the harm for forty years. They've did everything they could to try to find it anyway. And I've read through all these studies too, and you read them, and they're just they're paper thin. And now you have a bunch of research where they're you'll have let's say you'll have one uh, group of doctors or group of researchers that say we're going to research all of the medical studies out there for the harm on cannabis. So they'll go through and they will spend, you know, months with all their students and researchers and pull together all the studies and they systematically destroy all of them. This is why this was left out. This was BS. This, this was not conducted correctly. And in the end, when you really boil it down, it's all, it's paper thin. There's really, there's very little on the harm, on the physical harm to the body with, with cannabis, even smoking. Um, because of that apoptotic mechanism of action, even when you're smoking, why don't Jamaicans get lung cancer? They got one of the lowest head and neck and lung, you know, cancer rates in, in the world. Really? Um, and because the, the, even the smoke is so anti-cancerous that I need, let me branch off one little thing here. There is the study I sent you with Dr. Donald Tashkin, um, where they, they had, uh, I think it was 2,500 people for 20 years they followed and they separated cigarette smokers, cannabis only smokers, non-smokers and cannabis and cigarette smokers. So they were, they were allowed to separate. And it's the first time that they, that they did a, a study where they separated, they always used to say smoking, smoking. So whether you're smoking cannabis or cigarettes, it doesn't matter, it's all smoke. This is the first time they said, nope, Ridiculous. smoking here, cannabis yeah. only, non-smokers, cannabis and weed. The, uh, the, uh, the lowest cancer rates were among the cannabis only smokers. Ooh. The, uh, the, um, Cigarette smokers only, crazy high. It was it was a COPD and lung cancer. And this is crazy. The group that smoked cannabis and cigarettes had massive reductions in COPD and cancer compared to the cigarette only. Wow. 
So the, again, the apoptotic and the neuroprotective, the antioxidant properties of it, even when people are smoking cigarettes helps reverse that because as long as your body can get rid of the damaged cells, it can rejuvenate and replenish them, right? And it prevents it from turning into disease. So that's, that's a whole, whole, I sent you the study too. And I encourage you to put that up so people can, can dive into that. I but, will. All right. So um, I'm digressing, uh, which is easy to do when I'm talking about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this, so if you do get this grant, so, you'll be able to help them with some research. So, yeah. So back to the grant. Um, this is the first time in the history of Western medicine that the NIH is going to conduct studies uh, or is, is, is wanting people to conduct studies to show the benefit of cannabis with cancer. This is huge. And it's crazy that they emailed me. I would have never thought in a million years, but- um, Manifestation, so, baby. Yes, exactly. Um, so I do have a good team around me of, of, of uh, you know doctors and researchers and lab facilities and all that. So I, I got this you know, two days ago. I've been calling everybody. I have two grant writers that are, so it's not guaranteed, but we have a webinar. People can send good energy. So next, um, uh, next uh, Wednesday, uh, three to four o'clock, uh, me and my partner, uh, Trevor, are going to be on that webinar. And then at the end, there is a uh, open forum to ask questions. And so really what I want to do is just kind of um, figure out exactly what it is the parameters are and uh, hopefully connect really well with the two doctors that are going to be running it. Um, I got their personal emails. I got my login. They sent me and all that stuff. So um, if uh, there's a lot of work to be done between now and then, um, but if we can write this correctly and present um, our uh, uh, our experiment, what we're going to be doing. Um, so uh, we're going to need people that have cancer who want to pursue cannabinoid therapy. There'll be no charge at all. Um, um, and but we'll have to track the data. But they do have the second grant is going to be for uh, a facility to compile all the data and make sure everything is legit. So we we have to get them initial good data, but they have another grant for another entity to make sure that it's all, you know, done correctly and compiled correctly so they can analyze it. Um, but this is, I've been pulling my hair out for almost a decade. Like, why aren't they researching this? You know, I feel like I'm going nuts here. Like I'm watching people die. I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to do all this. And then this comes two days ago, right before our, our, our uh, podcast here. So um, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Um, but, and uh, I will say to feel free, anybody listening, reach out to Emily. Now I have to be careful here in Michigan, you can give away cannabis to anybody. I don't have to be a caregiver. Um, if somebody's sick with cancer and they need some help, I'm happy to direct as best I can, get you some meds as best I can, uh, get information. Um, I love to do this. I don't do it for money. Um, so uh, feel free to reach out to her and I'll do everything I can to, uh, to, to help. So what an angel, you guys. <laughs> Joe's the best. I love you, Joe. Okay, so <laughs> all right, so let's get into your fucking products because they're awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna describe what Joe uh gave to me, and then Joe's gonna describe what Joe gave to me <laughs> because I really don't understand what a lot of this stuff is, but it's awesome. Um, and I just want to give everyone an example of like what he has to offer. So he's probably gonna correct me on a couple things here, but um, so I've been taking this like CBD, it's like a CBD tincture. I have it here. Um, is it C CBD, CBG? Yeah, CBG. Yep. Okay. It's CBD. With uh, terpenes. Okay. Ha. And it tastes so good, you guys. And it smells so good. So basically like Joe had me try some lotions, some tattoo balms. Um, there's like cosmetics that like night cream and this shit is so like from my experience. Oh my God. 
like you know how when you use lotion and it makes your skin really nice and supple but it's greasy that does not happen with this stuff it makes your skin nice and supple but it's supple but it's not greasy it absorbs but it doesn't absorb so much that your hands get dry again it's like it's literally like medicine for your skin and the tattoo balm is so beautiful and his scents are like I've never I've just you guys like Joe isn't paying me I don't have any reason to say like oh these are the best stuff ever there was no agreement like that um I just genuinely have not smelled products like this before that smells so good so natural and actually um changed my body in a positive way it's pretty fucking incredible um there's all yeah there's just more stuff I haven't tried the the bath there's like bath salts that he gave me, but I know those are going to be so good. And I love baths. And now we're finally getting into like bath season. So I'm going to try that and I'm going to report back to you guys on Instagram about it. Um, but the products are so good, you guys, like, and just the smells and even the topical stuff is like, so um, like beneficial. It's like sustainable for your body, right? Your, your skin doesn't get like, my skin doesn't get like addicted to it or anything. It just like makes my skin smooth and I enjoy using it and it smells amazing. Okay. So now let's get into like the, and there's like a massage oil that he gave me that's like for external use and it's amazing. Now for the internal stuff, I know I'm going to need Joe's help with describing this, but yeah, he gave me this like CBD, CBG, um, like tincture. And then he just told us that there's also like terpenes in here and I'll let him explain that. But I've been taking this internally and he gave me um, this oil to use internally as well, because we were talking about health and I was like, yeah, I've cured so much of my health stuff. It's crazy just with diet, but I still have a candida imbalance in my body and it shows up as like vaginal yeast infections. And then in another part of our conversation, he was just telling me that like, oh my gosh, you can use um, this other maybe tincture that you have, Joe, as like lube. Would you call it a tincture? Yeah, so I, I make a purse, like a intimacy lubricant um, that's made like an aloe, like an aloe gel uh, base, but the MCT oil base, it, it could be used as well. Just with the massage oil, I use menthol, camphor, camphene. So you don't want to use those internally. So they're a little bit, of, but it's great for, for like pain salve and all that because that that numbing effect works really good for pain, but you definitely don't want to put that, uh, yeah, anywhere anywhere there. So uh, so yeah, the MCT oil base um, is um, uh, perfectly fine to use, you know, internally. Right. Yes. And that's what he gave me. He gave me like a sample of the MCT oil, oil base because I was like, well, my candida imbalance is showing up as vaginal yeast infections. And I have like vaginosis and like, I'm just always just like an irritated area for me, which obviously sucks because I want to have sex. I want to enjoy my life. And that's just been something that I haven't been able to cure yet with diet. And he was like, okay, try this, this stuff internally. So literally I'm putting his MCT oil stuff uh, up my vagina and it's amazing. Like it feels so good. And he was also saying like in the sexual health realm, it can help people with like better orgasming and stuff like that. So I'm just like so honored to try this stuff. And we kind of just, we just tried it, but Joe, can you go into that? Like, let's start with the sex stuff immediately. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about like how that can, that can uh, shape our health in a sh sexual yeah. realm. Yeah, so I'm in my lab, and I uh, do I do I start doing research online, um, looking at the, those studies and whatnot. And the cancer stuff is just one aspect. There's all other you know tons of other uh, research you look into. And so I uh, started seeing um, yeah that uh, uh, anecdotal um, reports that 
both terpenes and cannabinoids can increase the sexual experience, uh, just mainly for women. And so um, started just looking into different formulations and made it, uh, some batches. Um, made one batch that I tried to use the because uh, I used a little bit of uh, eucalyptol oil, and but I went a little crazy and used menthol and caffeine in it, and then gave some because my business partner was like, "I love this stuff; it's awesome." And I didn't try it first and gave it to him. And oh, he, oh, he, shit. Sorry, Chandler, um, but he. Uh, um, yeah, uh, it didn't go so good. So I, oh, I, we've no. had, for every batch that's been really good, we've had, we've had to throw away a, a lot of them. So trial and error, though, got everything worked out and have given away lots of samples. My wife and I have had, you know, very positive uh, experiences with it. It tends to, in, it tends to uh, increase intensity, uh, the number of and the longevity of female orgasm. So um, I've heard one woman explain it that um, it's like, yeah, like it's like getting my vagina high. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. Um, but you uh, don't, but your brain doesn't you feel, don't high. feel high at all. No, yeah. no. So some of those I will use depending on who it's going to, I will use THC sometimes in them, but you know, like I said, THC binds to the, the receptors in the brain. So it really doesn't make any sense to use that in anything that you're going to be, you know, using, um, you know, in the body or, or down below. Um, so mainly stick with CBG, CBN, and CBD. And then the terpenes, um, uh, I've just kind of select selected the sum for, for aroma, but also um, doing some research on which ones work good intervaginally. And um, there is some, some research on that. And then just, I've just been honing it. And, but I found that the, the MCT oil works really, really well because you can be a massage oil um, and it can be used at the same time for uh, uh, sexual lubricant. Um, but the aloe vera, a lot of people like that too. It's just in a raw aloe base with everything infused. So terpenes and um, cannabinoids. Um, so, but yeah, I've had great reviews across the board. Um, uh, everybody seems to love it. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times too, one of the complaints that I've heard from people when they buy CBD um, uh, personal lubricant is it tastes like crap. You know, it tastes like crap. Or oh yeah, crap. it's disgusting. And, yeah, so I tried to make it to where if you know you do get it in your mouth, it's not going to taste bad. It's actually going to taste you know taste nice. Just um, so a lot of the the tinctures are I make the you know tinctures that you take under the tongue really similarly, a little bit different formulation, but really similarly to the stuff for massage and for um, um, for uh, sexual lubricant. Now the actual massage oil, though, I do have a lot of um, camphor, caffeine, um, eucalyptol, um, uh, menthol. And so definitely do not recommend using those, um, anywhere other than just on the top of it. So, right. Right. That's sure a good point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta make that clear. Um, that's such a good point though. The way that this stuff tastes and the way that this stuff smells is so good. Like it's so like herbal, but not like soapy tasting or not I can't even describe it. It's like herbal, but sweet. It's just like, it's seriously, I feel like it's a flavor and smell for everybody. And let's be real. How many of us are doing oral sex and vaginal or whatever, like that kind of sex at the same time or at, at different times in the process? Like we're almost always doing that, right? So if we're going to use the per, the personal lubricant, it should taste good and it should smell yeah. good. Just and so one of the reasons why a lot of a lot of mainstream products they don't taste or smell good or they just have that fake smell to them is because yeah. of synthetic additives and even if you know you you synthesize like let's say thc when you set it completely off this is just an analogy here um 
Marinol is a synthetic THC. It has an LD50. It has a lethal dose. You have to actually be careful with it. That's what the that's the, the pharmaceuticals answer to, to weed was they synthesize the you know THC molecule. Now it looks just like THC, but it's horrible. And the feelings are terrible. You don't get anything similar to what you do with the natural THC, and it can kill you. So when you're talking terpenes, they it's very cheap to synthesize these molecules. Much cheaper to do that to make these synthetic perfume additives. Um, and you, but your nose knows. You know, yep. you can tell and your skin knows and you know the difference when you smell stuff that is actually, you know, straight from botanicals, botanical terpenes that have been extracted and isolated and added to the product, you, you know right away. Um, mm-hmm. so. Yep. So awesome. I love it. Okay. So now I'm confused about how this tincture is working because this is what happened. I was like, okay, Joe, I, I still am having this um, candida imbalance. And he said, well, you should be taking... Um, the cannabis, like different forms of the cannabis plant internally um, and in a way like topically in your vagina, like where that stuff, where like you get the yeast infection, but also you should be taking it by mouth. So what is this other tincture that I've been taking by mouth? So it's going to be real similar, um, just a little bit different blend of, of terpenes. Um, and the one that you are using vaginally has, uh, has uh, that one does have a little bit of THC, uh, CBN, CBG, and CBD, whereas the the tincture is just CBD and CBG. So CBN will make you sleepy. Um, so I, I now add that into like nighttime uh, blends and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, one of the things we kept hearing back from everybody and from personal experience and all that is there's no odor at all after sex, even like the next day, like fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. They're all antibacterial. So um, now, as far as how that how that's going to affect like candida, all that, uh, there's anecdotal evidence saying that it will help. But this is where we can do these little experiments because really nobody else is doing them, and it's non toxic. It won't hurt you. And the worst case scenario is maybe it's not going to help initially with what you have. But a lot of times too, when we switch things around, like especially with people that are really sick, um, we'll try you know the first group of blends and it might maybe it works maybe it doesn't then we switch things up try a couple different blends and bam uh, especially with neurodegenerative diseases that's happened a bunch where i mean i have a patient who's 87 and she was in hospice care for dementia um that was almost a year ago she was supposed to have been dead within like a month and she mm-hmm. just keeps improving i mean but we had to switch to where i have each individual isolate in a separate container. So I have like a CBN with 3000 milligrams and one fluid ounce. I have CBG, CBD, THC all separate. Then I have blends that I make with terpenes. I have uh, topicals that we use. So she's hitting all different, her her daughters are her caretakers for her, hitting all different um, um, different sides of the, uh, of the body. And it's working really, really awesome. Um, so uh, yeah, sometimes you got to switch things up a little bit and try some different formulas, but you just got kind of initially what I had when I brought down with me and, uh, but we can definitely uh, uh, amp it up and try some different things too. So. Oh yeah. That's really good to know. Like I didn't see Joe as a client and say like, Hey Joe, what would you recommend for me? It's like, we have Joe and I happened to meet and I just told him what I had going on and he was like, just try this stuff, you know? So it's not, and to be honest, I think my candida has a lot to do with like a mindset, you know, I'm like a mindset coach. So I just also realized that some shit in my life, if it's not going away, something needs to happen with my mindset too. But let me tell you, ever since I started using your products, Joe, my life has been amazing. <laughs> like my life was pretty good before it was already great, but like only good stuff has been happening in my life, basically. Um, 
Hopefully well, the intent of the uh, the intent of the person I've heard this before behind whether it's psilocybin, which we'll have another podcast on that. Oh yeah, <laughs> who's formulating? Sometimes the intent of the person translates through into you know it could be a little bit of that spiritual aspect to it, but oh yeah, and like you said, it always is. It always is. Um, let's talk about briefly before we like I don't know, kind of round out the episode. Let's talk about cannabis and autoimmune because that's a big thing in my audience. Like, um, <clears throat> because I've had chronic health issues, <clears throat> I have happened to attract other people with chronic health issues. So, have you looked up some stuff on auto autoimmune? Yeah, and there should be some in the, the group of studies I sent to you. Okay, um, sweet. Definitely. Um, so, um, again, not a lot of research going into it, um, but I know for sure some of the effects of autoimmune, like inflammation, um, you know, CBD, CBG with, with terpenes um, can help a ton uh, with bringing down inflammation. Um, you know, basically the body attacking itself is a kind of a mystery, um, you know, and it's happening exponentially. I mean, autoimmune diseases are exploding. They were, they were virtually didn't exist. Um, so I think, a lot of these issues to solve them, we're going to need to get to the root of the problem and stop poisoning ourselves. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that's happening that's potentially uh, intentional. Uh, who knows on that? But, um, you know, cannabis can help with symptoms. Some people have complete alleviation of problems. It just, you know, oh they, they use the right, the right combination and bam. But where, where is it coming from? Where is the, you know, psoriasis, eczema, uh, lupus, what, you know, whatever the autoimmune disease is, where is it coming from? You know, you can treat the symptoms and it, it helps a bunch, but, um, you know, curing, you really have to get to the root and it's just, it's a mystery. I don't necessarily know if they, if it's a mystery intentionally, um, if the medical establishment is keeping it a mystery or if they really know, or if they truly don't know, but, um, they're, yeah, we, um, it's a tough one. And I have a lot of people that, uh, have come to me and I will, you know, always can be successful at helping alleviate the symptoms. And like I said, I've had a few where, um, it's, it's cured, uh, the, the, the problem, but it's not consistent, but cancer is yeah. very, 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 very consistent. I mean, it's like, that's, that's one that is hundred percent. Like you're going to help this person no matter what. So that's fucking crazy. And it's also cool because like, cancer is something where you can lose your life pretty quickly, right? Like autoimmune is traumatic and scary and it sucks and it definitely degrades your quality of life, but it's chronic. Like it's, it's just like a thing that's chronic that keeps happening. That really sucks. You know, we have like more in a way we often have more time to figure it out. Cancer is like, that's already incredible that that's well, I would suggest that anybody who's having any sort of issues, um, you're not going to get a real comprehensive, um, blood work, uh, hormone levels, balance, all, all your, your, your systems, your body through your doctor. If you go to the Dutch test, go online, it's called the Dutch test. It's probably one of the most prolific. Um, it's like 350 bucks, something like that. They'll send you a kit and you will, there's, there's a Dutch test. There's another one. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of here. I'll, I'll have to, uh, get back with you on that, but there's a couple of really good ones. You will test yourself throughout a 24 hour period. It's a cell, it's a kit they send to your, to your home. You'll test blood, saliva, and you'll do it, I don't know, it's like six, eight times, even out throughout the night, set your alarm. Then you send that back to them and they give you a ridiculously comprehensive printout of every system in your body, where your levels are. And that will, that will tell you so much more than just going to a doctor. 
Now, once you get that paperwork, you can then take that to a doctor and say, hey, you know, or any medical professional, somebody that can analyze it. And some of these uh, services, they will analyze it for you and tell you, hey, this is what's off. This is what, but as far as what do you need to do to get it back in line? Well, I mean, a big one for men is testosterone. I mean, we mm-hmm. are, xenoestrogens are in you know, plastics when they break down to the molecular level bind to the estrogen receptors, um, just like we were talking about on the board there. And that's, this wreaks havoc on your, on your hormones. So you're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, testosterone levels are plummeting and that's creating a whole host of problems with men, but then doctors won't test for it. You know, I mean, they don't test for cannabinoids. There's no such thing as an endocannabinoid test to see if your levels are balanced or not. They don't wow. even this. I mean, you can just go across the board and just like rip the whole Western medicine establishment down and be like, just for like, you know, sins of omission, you guys aren't doing this. Like you should be, Mm -hmm. why? you know, it's, here's a prescription, you know, here's something to treat your symptoms, but they, they, and it's not the doctor's fault. It's not the, you know, the, the nurses and the people in, inside of the uh, establishment, it's at the very top, the corporations that run what goes into the textbooks, what goes into the universities. And if you exclude it from that point, it's never going to be reintroduced down the road because very few doctors are going to be independent researchers. They don't have the time to do it and they don't want to buck the system and lose their license. So it's very, very controlled. But there are um, there are options out there to uh, heal yourself. And the first thing you got to do is you don't know where you're going without a map. So if you got dysfunction going on in your body, you need to do one of these tests. You need to look at it, you know, have uh, figure out a way to analyze it. And then from there, at least, you know, hey, I'm deficient here. Something's out of whack here. You get those things and check and you can see a lot of your, your problems disappear, but that's what I would suggest. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So true. I love that. So I want to hear now about where you want to see your role in this process go. Where do you want to see your formulating go, your research go? Like, how do you see the future in your future so- in this? Yeah. So my, when my partner, Trevor and Timmer, he works for Thomas Scientific. That's the, he's like the second largest lab equipment supplier uh, in the world. Um, he got the job hanging out with me. He became available through somebody he knew and yada, yada. Um, Trevor's awesome guy has, uh, you know, six years in the Air Force, has an MBA, you know, just, a, just a CrossFit coach. He's awesome guy. One of my best friends. Mm. And um, so he had been learning about endocannabinoid system with me he'd started sending some meds to people that were really sick um just pro bono just you know philanthropic and he's like dude i'm hooked i want to do this the rest of my life this is amazing uh he went from kind of laughing at me when i first told him this you know six years ago to wow this is crazy this is changing people's lives i want to do this so he uh, a few months later he gets this job at thomas scientific now he runs the whole entire united states for their cannabis industry their cannabis division so he's working with um like major major companies brands um uh labs grows like he's completely inserted himself all oh my god in this industry so he's been taking my formulas and bringing them all over the country from you know all these cannabis shows from new york to california to florida to vegas to, and we're getting the same results i'm talking phd level people that have been in the industry for a decade um people who you know are into formulating and we're getting the same results um, nobody's doing what we're doing. And so, um, I have a small brand that I had some, a group of people wanted to start a brand based on my formulations. It didn't go so good. Um, and I still have a website, but it's just, it was more of a detraction from what I was doing than anything. It was more of a, um, um, and then the group kind of dissolved and I was left with, you know, a website that we can sell some products, whatnot, but that was really never my intention. My intention was to keep doing things, uh, to do an R and D 
um, you know, giving property or give, excuse me, giving um, meds away to people, getting results back, basing formulations on the success and all that, and then formulate for um, large brands. So we're at the point now where we are literally in talks with some of the biggest brands in the country, um, be doing white label formulation for them, um, big players, and Trevor has been lining that up. And it all comes down to the formulation of the products. Um, it's usually the opposite in the cannabis world. You build a brand, you put all this money into the brand, the formulator mm -hmm. puts a bunch of gimmicky stuff on it. And I, I, I've gotten these to reformulate. And I'm like, I'm not going to reformulate this. This is garbage. There's, I don't even know why. It's exactly. literally just on the label. They put stuff to, and it smells like grandma's medicine cabinet and yada, yada, yada. So the, the competition is very, very, very not good. And I'm not <laughs> not brands out there that are making legit stuff, but just from what we've seen and Trevor knows really well because he's you know traveling and seeing the best of the best. So uh, yeah, we are about to be launching some um, with some pretty big brands. We're probably going to stick with, uh, so Abstract Alchemy is my website and there are some products on there, but Peninsula Botanicals is the main parent company. That's going to be what we're developing right now. So Peninsula Botanicals will be the main formulator for these other brands. And then we will start um, developing our, uh, our line uh, a little, little more. For right now, for anybody who wants stuff, uh, I will I will send out free samples. So if people want to check them out, just um, feel free to, you know, I don't however you prefer to get them in touch with me. Email's probably best. Um, I'm I'm cool to send out some samples to people and just kind of get things get things rolling. That's kind of what my lab is set up for, is just doing small batch and just tons of research and development. So happy to do that. And then over the next month, two months, we'll be launching a bunch of product lines and we're working on right now, the lab build out fulfillment. And then we have to, um, we're working on getting a large manufacturer that can do the, the you know, the one company saying 20,000 units, you know, per SKU per month. Like I don't have the ability to do that. So we can do the large batch. And then, so we're, that stuff is all being worked out right now. Um, and as that happens, um, I will definitely keep you posted, but I can certainly handle, you know, some, uh, some samples and small orders and all that for right now. So that's so awesome. Thank you for that. And how can our listeners best support you? Like what's the best thing that they can do to like either keep in touch or like support what you're doing? Um, so what we'll do is we're going to email list um, going. So if people can just send their email to you um, as we get ready to launch things as we, and we're going to be doing promotionals where we're going to send out free samples. And then if you buy product, you'll get a coupon. So you get a free sample you like it, you go buy it, and then we'll, um, you know, get you a, a discount on it. So, um, and also just kind of, we're going to be doing press releases, like different educational pieces. Uh, also, we really stay up on the new research as it's coming out around the world. And so we're going to be a conduit for, uh, you know, education. I had a, a woman in the industry tell me about a year ago, she said the, the biggest, the highest demand in the cannabis world right now is not for product, it's for knowledge, education. People mm. just don't know. And when yep. they understand and you know and you wrap your head around it, it's so much, it's so much easier to confidently buy products when you understand what it is you're buying and what it's doing. So mm. we want to focus on that heavily. Um, and then uh, you know, then obviously back it up with products that are actually legit, that are made to legitimately help people. Uh, again, helping people is number one. Money will follow after that. Um, it's money's mm. never been my motivator. Um, it's always been groundbreaking. Um, research and helping people first and don't expect anything in return and man we live out of that principle like mm -hmm. things just flow I have a contracting company that 
you know, I mean, we're making tons of money right now, but it's never, it's always been do the right thing, treat people right, make a difference in a crappy industry where everybody's ripping people off, love people and just, you know, do the right thing, you know, and that's, that's how we operate. And it's, it's awesome. It's fantastic. And it's a, it's a lot less stress too than when you're, you know, money grubbing and grabbing every dime you can and stepping on people to, you know, to, to try to climb your way to the top. I've never been like that. So there's times to kick ass and there's times to put your shoulder down and work hard and all that. And I'm a worker. Um, but it ne never sacrifice integrity. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I love vigilantly that. Ethical, that's what I say. What? I say we operate in vigilantly ethical. That's, that's the, mm. one of the phrases. Here, so. That's totally your vibe. Like that's totally Joe's vibe. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I have multiple things to say about this one, you guys, this is going to get huge. Like Joe's products are going to be huge, right? Like he's, he's already like operating at this upper level situation. Right. So like right now you have the opportunity to, if everything is like legal, I don't know how it, it's probably going to be most people in Michigan. I don't know how it works at a state, but no, actually, we're, we're doing, we're doing the no THC, all these opportunities nationwide are CBD, federally oh. legal cannabinoids. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Great. So um and wait how about so are but you're not worldwide yet you can't send out like worldwide no. okay all right so but if you are worldwide because we we do have a lot of listeners in other countries it's going to this shit's going to get huge right so like still drop us your email if you're interested ask us your questions so you can contact me or joe and like i'll probably joe and i will talk about like a way that makes sense to kind of automate everyone's email addresses but like you can just contact me in the normal ways you contact me on Instagram, email, or I'll drop Joe's email. You can email him. Uh, if you have any questions, definitely email him because I don't know shit about this stuff. It's all it's all Joe. Um, but contact us no matter what, even if you are in different parts of the world, because you want to, my point is you want to get in now, right? Because Joe is going to like, these products are going to be huge. We're literally talking about cancer curing stuff. Um, so you have an opportunity to get one of like a sample of one of Joe's like handmade, like small batch situations. Um, and as he grows, it's going to be amazing. So ask us your questions and take advantage of that now. Okay. What else was I going to say? <sighs> That's all in that realm. Joe, I have like two more questions to ask you. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Why do you, I want to ask you why you think you're a good manifester. And then I want to talk about why I think you're a good manifester because you guys like Joe, like he said, he's doing very well in business. He's doing very well in the material realm. I live in Michigan as well. As you guys know, um, Joe lives in an area that's like very sought after. I would love to live up there. It's like Traverse city is such a beautiful, amazing part of the state. So he's been very successful in the material realm. He's been very successful in career in multiple different ways. He's been very successful as an entrepreneur. And now he's doing shit that's like, uh, it's like cutting edge stuff. It's like never before been seen stuff. And he's like succeeding in this. So he's an amazing manifester. You guys know I teach on manifestation. So Joe, why do you think you're a great manifester? Uh, hard work is definitely, I mean, just having a, having vision. And being able to see where the potential could be and just believing that that's going to happen and being okay if it doesn't happen right away and just like chip away and always look for the little wins in front of you because the little wins just right in front of you keep you going and keep you encouraged 
but people want to go into stuff and they want to do the big win right away. It doesn't work that way. If it did, you'd end up burning the opportunity anyways, because you wouldn't be ready for it because you didn't learn the things you needed to learn to get to there. That's and also, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Also, there is no good without bad. There is no light without dark. It's like trying to say, we're going to arrange everything in this room. So it's facing up. It can't, there is no up, there is no down. It's impossible. There is no pain where there's no pleasure without pain. There is no success without failure. There is like, that's duality. That's just how, that's how our reality works. Like, and so being okay with pain, you know, okay with things failing with things that suck with mistakes that you make, even if you do them on purpose and you do the wrong thing on purpose, forgive yourself, learn from it, move on and just always be moving forward. And, 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 you know, just very few people I think are inherently evil, like where they want to hurt people. Yeah. And, they want, and if they are, they usually are just full of hurt themselves and they just need to be healed. Right. So fundamentally people are, are, are good. Um, so, but people live in prison caves in their minds of shame, of uh, self-defeat, of, uh, you know, the depression, um, you know, self-deprecating thoughts and all the, you got to get healed of those. And there's ways that these plants and funguses can help heal us from the trauma that's happened in our past. A lot of people could be really manifesting things a lot more if they could get the trauma out of their bodies, physically stores in your bodies and out of your, your heart, you know? Um, and so a lot of people are just victims of crap that happened to them. And so it's really tough to manifest good things and have good things, you know, in your life, if you have these things that are holding you back. Um, uh, but that'll be another, another discussion for, uh, for another, another podcast. But, um, yeah, I, I think uh, specifically to me, um, you know, I got awesome supportive wife and I got beautiful kids and there's a lot to live for and a lot to, as far as material success, like I don't have any other choice. Like I, there is no, like, that's just has to happen. I have to be successful because I have to take care of a family. So it, there's not much option there. I would obviously I love to do it. I love to be successful and all that, but um, I've lost a lot of money from not being, from being ethical and not choosing to not, you know, do the wrong thing. Um, I've had many opportunities where I could have done the wrong thing to benefit myself and even benefit my family, but I won't, I won't do that. Um, so that's why eventually I just, you know, I've always been better just running my own thing. So running my own businesses, cause I can control, I don't have to worry about uh, having to work with unethical people, having to work with, you know, um in that environment so i think a lot of that too is if you can create you can be in an environment where you have control over uh, over it instead of having to operate inside of toxic environments like you know and, and that's easy for me to say because i don't know businesses but um if you're in a workplace you know um and you hate it you know get an exit strategy you know but, but the, the strategy has to be that a strategy you know, mm -hmm. find, find the way out and, and find, put yourself in, a, in an environment that is not toxic. But that being said, sometimes you're supposed to be in a toxic environment. It's okay. It's okay to have a shitty job and for it to suck. There's nothing like sometimes that season needs to be there because you have to learn those things. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but when it gets to a point to where it becomes apparent that you've learned everything you need to learn out of this, then it's the time to get out, you know, and everybody's going to be a little different on that, but you are not a victim of your circumstances only to the degree that you allow yourself to be. If you're an adult, I mean, kids, it's a different story, but, um, so yeah, I think, uh, um, and uh, ballsy moves, I've made some crazy ballsy moves, did a lot of, a lot of risk. I wouldn't necessarily suggest that for everybody, but no risk, no reward. And, you know, the, uh, the, uh, they say the, um, pioneers get the gold and the arrows, you know, <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's definitely going to be some, some punishment here. Or so I'd say some uh, punishment, but, um, uh, some pain that will come if you're forging new paths and doing things that haven't been done before. Um, but man, is it exciting. It's an exciting 
exciting place to be so totally oh that's so well said and just like very relatable i i think to everyone and i agree that's that's how i see you as a manifester and like in my words it would be you fucking do it like you just do it you do the stuff that you're passionate about and what i see in my clients and what i just see in life i've made it my job to study people that i look up to on this podcast and just i will literally google search someone that i'm interested in that has an alternative alternative way of doing things and i see oh my god they can make millions of dollars and have an alternative way of doing things this person slept in every day in their career and they still made millions of dollars what this person did what they wanted as a job and they still made millions of dollars. So I'm using millions of dollars as an example because like yeah. that that material success is also important to me as a woman. It's been a whole journey to figure out money and finances. Yeah. And for me, I, I do want that. And it's okay for me to want that. Yeah, um, but, but also internal happiness. Like what are the common denominators um, between people who are both successful and happy? What are the fucking common denominators, right? I've just made it my job to study this. And- I have found that people who are both very successful as in they received what they wanted in life, period. Like there are people like this, which is amazing. And they're happy. That's part of it. They, they receive the internal manifestations that they want, happiness, joy, peace, um, mm, fulfillment. They receive the external manifestations they want, material items, et cetera. They live where they want to live. What are the common denominators? And so much of this, and I think the success element is big here. The material element is big here. You do it. Like Joe takes action, you guys. Joe takes action. And um, it's not even like, oh, you have to burn yourself out in order to create success. No, Joe has time. Joe just told me that he doesn't have an end time that we need to stop at because he runs his businesses and his businesses can run without him obsessing over the business every second of the fucking day. So he has time. He actually has time because he runs his own business, right, you guys? So like he takes action, he sets up his life as he wants. And like, if he gets an idea that he's passionate about, he moves forward. So this relates back to what I was saying about what I see in people so often, they have the good ideas, they have the passions, but they won't move forward because they're scared of this and this and this excuse. And what if this happens? And what if people don't like me? And I don't have any money and this and this and this find a way to create action. Right. And you do that, Joe. Like, don't you feel like that's just who you are? But also, like, you guys, you can learn to be this way. But do you agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's a process, too. There was a, a while when I came to start my contracting business here where I, I, I mean, I, I hated it. I mean, I did, but I knew it was then. It's like, but I was working, you know, sometimes, you know, leave at six o'clock in the morning, get home at 11 o'clock at night, especially mm -hmm. when we first got things rolling. So it takes a special kind of person to be able to have, to be able to do that, to have that type of drive. Um, mm -hmm. But when you know that that is, it, it's, it's a means to an end and then you see the results of it, it's easy to suck it up. And, um, but you know, the substances can get involved to push yourself and you get low and I've had a lot of issues with that here and there, it's, but it's temporary. Um, so yeah, there's that, you know, but if you pay your dues and you do things right and the, if you work your butt off, things will start to pan out. They will. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's yeah, like one step at a time, you guys, one step at a time. Like, so even I could give myself an example and then I'll, I'll ask you my last question. I want to ask you, Joe, but like, just to give myself as an example, so I started my own business with literally $0 in the bank. I quit my job that I hated without any savings in the bank. And I just started my health coaching business. And I didn't want to work 
for 12 hours or 16 hours at a time. I decided that I wanted to work less and it still was successful, right? And there were moments of me uh, overworking, right? Because we like go out of balance and then come back into balance. But I'm telling you guys, like, even if you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to work for 16 hours every day. Like, do I have to do that? Literally any step you take that is towards your dream, towards what you want to do will invite positive stuff into your life. And like, you get to decide how far you want to go. But if you do nothing, then nothing is going to happen. So even if one step at a time, like it, it can all be successful, like this podcast was created one episode a week, right? I know some people that do like an episode every day or two episodes a week, one episode a week, we still made it into the top 25 alternative health podcasts in Ukraine and top 100 in Austria without me like burning myself out, right? So you guys, you success can be created, but just like take some sort of action. Okay. So now that I've said my spiel, Joe, I ask this to all our guests. What do you think the root of health is? If you had to pick one thing, what is the root? Like, what is the common denominator of just health in general? Like, well, so you're talking health. So like being, being healthy, being well, you being know, well. um, one thing, boy, that's, that's a, it's a tough one. Um, so I think in our it's good. I can do like a sentence answer here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that we are under intentional, deliberate and major assault mm. on our minds and our bodies. Like like never before in the history of, of, of humanity in ways we can't even begin to even fully understand. Um, so it becomes very difficult when you have uh, forces that are, whether intentionally or not, I think it's intentional, that are poisoning the air, the food, the water, the electromagnetic frequencies that are running through our bodies at billions of bytes of information a second. And it's, it's we don't even know what this stuff is even doing to us. So I think a lot of the people that I see, a lot of the problems that, that are happening um, are coming from outside forces. So it's, um, so I think the, in order to be healthy, we have to have means of reversing that. And that's where plant medicine comes in. Um, we have to have ways to fix that the fu- this dysfunction that's coming from our environment. Um, and so a lot of times we take it personally, I think there's something wrong with the person where the person's a victim of things that are happening external to them. Um, so I know it's a kind of a loaded answer, uh, but if it was a level playing field and we didn't have all this toxicity in our culture, um, not just physical toxicity, but also, you know, social media and all the stuff that's, you know, that's going on, um, political and everything else, um, I think we would be infinitely healthier and happier. But it doesn't mean we can't be healthy and happy. We just need to become aware of it. And when you become aware of it, then you know what you can steer yourself away from, especially the men, the, the, the war for our minds. Um, there's psychological manipulation is happening. I'm insane, the propaganda wheel. The, I mean, it's to the point where people are no longer even in control of their own consciousness. They're giving it over to these entities that are telling what to think and what to, you know, believe and all that. And um, and it's it's toxic as I'll get out. So breaking free of the matrix, getting yourself out of that, and then changing how you eat, how you live, how you think, who you talk to, uh, the things that you do, the things, and then you'll start to pull away from that whole system. And certain things you can't hide from, they're just going to affect you. Um, you know, uh, physical things and all that. And that's where plant medicine can come in and help reverse and help heal um, th- those things. And so, but becoming aware of it, pulling yourself out of the lies, out of the matrix, freeing your mind of that, 
um, surround yourself with truth and definitely question everything that's being told to you right now. Because I think most people don't want to be lied to. They don't want to believe stuff that's not true. So well, it's, it's liberating when you discover things that you thought were true that are a lie and you free yourself from it. It makes you feel really good. And then it makes you start questioning other things. And the closer we can get to truth, the freer we feel and the healthier we are. So good. Oh my God. Like so on brand with this podcast. That's amazing. And great advice. Uh, Joe Fonts, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. my pleasure. So you guys, Joe is an entrepreneur, bench chemist, endocannabinoid researcher and formulator. We will drop his email. We will drop lots of resources that he gave us for you to check out. So contact him if you're interested in probably any of the shit that he said, because he loves talking about it. And uh, he would love to hook you up with some shit. So Joe, I love you. Thanks for coming on. We're grateful for you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been awesome. And we will, uh, we'll keep in touch. Take care. Adios. Okay, you guys, I need your help here. I want to get word spread about the info that we share in this show as much as possible. I want it to reach around the world. It already has. I want it to continue to reach around the world. And I want us to be able to share this information because this is empowering shit. You guys know that I only share empowering shit on here. I only share stuff that is going to make you feel like your dreams can become a reality. And you can create what you want in your life and you can achieve what you want in your life and big changes can happen, big evolution can happen in a positive direction in your life. I've done that in my life. It is my goal, it is my life purpose to help as many other people achieve that as well. So if you can help me do this, I would be so grateful. Please share this episode, share my podcast, other people about my podcast, share it on Instagram, I would just so appreciate that. Subscribe, uh, whatever we can do to get the word out more about this information. I love providing it for you guys. It makes me so happy and it would just mean the world to me if you continue to share it. I love you guys so much. Info on how to work with me is in the show notes. I have a group coaching course. I have one-to-one private coaching. I have a workshop. There will be more offerings in the future and there's a lot going on. So all of this info is in the show notes and enjoy I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Talk to you soon. I love you.